welcome aboard, welcome back, or welcome here for the first time. My name is Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and we've been hosting a podcast called Fishing Without Bait for a number of years. It has nothing to do with fishing, but it's a podcast about living life without definitive expectations, living life with your eyes wide open, exploding into your life through what we call full impact mindfulness. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. The only admission price is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And if you have a few pixie dust sprinkles of those, welcome aboard and let the adventure begin. And today, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Yes, and while we have not actually been a podcast about fishing, uh, we do appreciate all of your requests for uh, fishing-related articles on our, quote, blog at fishingwithoutbait.sorgatronmedia.com. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, or through our contact page at fishingwithoutbait.com. Um, so, no, good to be We have not sat down and had this chat that wasn't in the back room over tacos for a good while for the people to hear. No, we haven't had this conversation for a bit. We've had... Uh as we often say, an eclectic roster of guests, particularly our last two, uh, Regina Badger and Mallory Sherman. Yes, uh, it was a great, great conversations. Um, been getting a lot of reaction on the social media and everything. Um, and, and, and specifically today, there was something that you talked about, and you make this comment from time to time here on the show, but it kind of struck me a little bit uh, 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 a couple of episodes ago with Mallory, um, you mentioned something about self-help books. You're very, you, whenever it comes up, you have something of a visceral reaction to it, it seems. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, of the myriad of self-help books that have been written and the CDs, the lectures, the Instagram experts, the TikTok gurus that believe that they have the answer to that, I am constantly curious as to why people search outside themselves for external validation of what they really and truly know inside. Okay. okay. The internal validation. So, so do, do, what do you think that these are? These books are doing. Do you think they're ill, ill, uh, uh, meaning in their in their content? Not at all, Mike. But what they do is. They're aimed for people who don't trust themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People who don't trust themselves, they're looking for something. I can't tell you how many times, uh, and again, I'm a behavioral health therapist, that I've worked with someone, uh, we've work, worked with them on uh, what their fact-finding mind conceptualizes the situation as, what their heart center conceptualizes emotionally, and what their initial gut feeling is. We talk about the difference between what a wise mind choice is, what an emotional mind choice is, what a logical mind choice is. We talk about, we talk about all these things in conceptualization, looking at situations rather than from them. We talk about planting flowers, pulling weeds. We talk about Flowers in a garden don't compare themselves to other flowers. They bloom. And we go through this step by step on how to achieve these things. And yet, uh, I'll be with someone nine months, and one day they'll come into me and they'll say, you know, I read a book that changed my, I read a chapter in a book that changed my life. And they'll tell me exactly the same thing that we've been talking about for the last nine months. It's a, you know, it's just, there's a uh, there's a thing that tends to happen, 
uh, around the studio here or my household where I'll go to my wife and say, hey, how about if we do something this way? And she's like, you mean the thing that I've been telling you for the last six months we should be doing? Is this... Is- <laughs> <laughs> is it something like that where are is it are they absorbing it because i've always wondered about this like you know we talk about the repetition on this show right and they, i can hear it a thousand times but the one time i hear it in the right situation in the right men's mindset or maybe just a slight twitch t- twist to how that thing is said and it clicks in your head is it potentially something like that well, it most it most certainly is. There's a recency type of bias when Absolutely. you've been when you've been hearing the same thing from someone for so long, but then someone fresh and new uh, shares roughly the same thing with you. You tend to place more credence in that. Okay. Okay. And what I've often found too, Mike, that most things are repackaged buzzwords since the beginning of time. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the cool kids, the cool kids in every generation. There's ten or twelve different cool kids phases. And they have their phrases, they have their lingo, they have all this. And if you don't know their particular lingo that's happening at that particular moment, then you're uncool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, given two years from now, if they're still using those same phrases, they'll be viewed as uncool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so the, are, they, are they the trendsetters for the moment is, is, is the idea. Well, what I've often found too, Mike, is that it's not necessarily the content because uh, I don't, there was a phrase once and I don't know who coined it. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some new things. Of course, there's innovations in therapy. There's innovations in medication. There's innovation in procedures and medical techniques. Uh, however, uh, making wise mind choices has been around since the Pharaohs. And what I've found, Mike, is it's not necessarily the content. It's the presenter. Yes. I want you to say more about that, being a social media person. Like a, uh, maybe a cult of personality uh, to it. Uh, yeah, no, no, I think it is It is a little bit. I mean, it, you know, we, we have a, a dry teacher that telling you, you know, something, and then you go, um, you, I, you know, we, what's coming to my mind as we're having this conversation is TED Talks. Are you familiar with TED Talks? Sure. You know, they, I think they still have them. Um, they, they, I don't know if they're back post-COVID. Um, but they would have these conferences. There was a couple that were here in town. And, and it was just the very excitable presentation of, of facts and things and, you know, people did and everything. And there's a lot of like motivational things that were part of that, that I, I would, when I needed to, I listened to a lot of that stuff back in the day <laughs> when I needed to try to get myself out of a hole. And, um, and I, and I wonder if that's it. Maybe it is that, that glitzy Ted talk presentation stage and slideshow, you know, that's not really telling us anything new, but it is it, 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 it tells us the same stuff in a way that invigorates invigorates us in a different way. Does that make sense? You always have to have the hook. Mm-hmm. You have to have something. Either it's an attractive female, an attractive male. Uh, maybe they're podcasting or broadcasting from some exotic location mm-hmm. or someplace that isn't sitting here on a couch. And uh, so, you know, people people catch on to those things. Man, we need a podcast from the beach. I guess that's well, we did what we once. needed to do. We did once, and then then I got a severe sunburn, and we haven't done it <laughs> since. So, <laughs> but what I'm trying to help people do, I help people learn how to trust themselves. Yes, and the deal is most people don't trust themselves, and that's the real work, right? That's the you know you can. I, and I think you, I think you pointed out something specific. Like nobody is going to be like, it, pick up their first self-help book. Everything's going to click and go. Like that's that's going to be a rarity. Like I feel like there's a 
you're going to tell somebody something and that we've talked about this on the show, right? You've told somebody so many times and when their mindset is right for it to click and for them to pick up and do it. Like, you know, are these books, you know, recycling these ideas, you know, just that one last trigger, hopefully. And maybe it's not, maybe you feel good about it and you forget about it like two weeks later. Well, one of the mantras that we've used on this show and I always use with my patients is when you're uncertain, ask yourself, yourself, Mm -hmm. let's check the facts. Mm -hmm. What do I know for sure? Mm -hmm. And let's deal with what's right in front of me. Right. And that's the work you do because you check the emotions, check the facts, you know, at the door and, 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 you know, I, and I think so many people get lost with how do I figure out what the facts are when I'm being told X, Y, and Z. Now that is an excellent topic, Mike. Mm-hmm. We have to trust ourselves and we have to, uh, like uh, the Dalai Lama says, question everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't accept anything at face value. They have to prove it to you. Mm-hmm. And with these type, with those type of situations, and of course, we find that most people base their choices now on beliefs rather than facts. Yes. Because if we... And then you can go down the other road because I feel like if you keep questioning, keep questioning, you question yourself down into a hole that you don't trust anything. And I, you know, and I know that is a weird line that people go back and forth on. Well, it involves trust. Uh, Mike, most people hesitate and avoid to make choices for a couple reasons. Number one, to avoid feeling humiliated or embarrassed or failing. Mm-hmm. And number two, which is packed perhaps even a stronger. Uh, motivation not to make choices is how this choice is going to be viewed by others. Mm-hmm. How is this choice going to be viewed by my parents? How is this choice going to be viewed by others? I've, I've, I've dealt with people and they were in awful toxic relationships and they'd say, oh, but I'm so close to their family. What would they think of me? Mm-hmm. And then again, it comes down to self-confidence and self-esteem. Uh, Mike, if I had a magic wand that could increase self-confidence and self-esteem, particularly in young ladies, all I'd need to do is stand at the door. Mm -hmm. That would be it. So what are we looking for? We're looking for self-help books. We're looking for somebody to tell us what to do. Yes. Looking for direction, right? We're looking for direction. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also that's a, two-edged sword because uh, therapists are not supposed to be fixtures. Therapists are not supposed to provide answers because I'm sure that some people would go home and say, you know what? Uh, You are a jerk and my therapist says so. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I quit my job because my therapist told me to. As, As you know, I think we've talked about, you're more of a guide than a, you know, you know, the, the, the fixer, right? Like you're, you're helping people along their journey to come back around, right? I ask people a couple questions, Mike, when they want to make choices. Mm-hmm. I ask them, first of all, are you going to regret it if you do it? Or are you going to regret it if you don't do it? Mm-hmm. So somebody says, oh, gee, I don't know whether to give uh, my relationship another chance. I'll ask them this question. Will you regret it if you don't? And if they say, yeah, I probably will. I said, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk anymore about this. Mm-hmm. Push the button and make a choice. 
most people just don't make choices. They go through their life uh, just wandering aimlessly. Too afraid to make the choice. Too, too afraid to fail. Yeah. I, you know, I know the situation I'm in now. It's that, it's that, that gross, the uncomfortable comfort. I think we've, we've said before. Yes. And we often, one of the things I encourage my patients to do is accept discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To accept discomfort. Life's full of discomfort. Mm-hmm. And you can choose whether or not to suffer tonight. Uh, you know, of all the these books, there's common threads throughout all of them. And one of the most common threads throughout all of these podcasts, all of these CDs, all of these lectures, all of these books is to eliminate negative people, places, things, and influences from your life. Mm-hmm. So what's so mind-blowing about that? <laughs> but the hard part of is dealing with the discomfort of doing it. Absolutely. Discarding a so-called friendship. I always ask people, I said, if you had a dog and every time it didn't bite you every time you walked into the room, but every other time you walked into the room, it bit you. You'd repurpose, you'd rehome that dog. And I'm asking people, why don't they do the same thing with situations in their life? Mm-hmm. What that involves is courage and trusting yourself and be willing to have someone else upset with you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to end a friendship? Have you ever had to end a business relationship? Have you ever had to end something that was not well received? Absolutely. I, I well, especially in my in my field, I I work with a lot of friends, you know, and bring them into what we do. And yeah, I and mean, if something isn't working out, it is an uncomfortable thing, but I have to do it. You know, and, you know, as tactfully as possible to not end the friendship, but still like, you know, put the distance, put some soft distance in there. Um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard, you know, and, and, you know, but still like, at least I'm not being, you know, drug into whatever it is that's a problem. You're being unfair to yourself and you're also being unfair to the other person. Mm-hmm. By continuing in this make-believe quasi-friendship or relationship. Yes. yes. It's death from a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm asking all of our friends out there to do is to begin to trust themselves, to get comfortable with the sound of their own voice. That's what we're looking for, to get comfortable with the sound of the voice. I'd love for people to say, I trust myself. I trust myself. And that's the message that we're putting across today. So learn how to trust yourself. Get comfortable with the sound of your own voice. And trust your clinical fact-finding mind. Trust your heart center, your emotional conceptualization of the situation. Trust your gut feeling. And when those all three align, you found your path. And may the long-lasting sun shine upon you. All love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. And a free prescription, as always, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest you all fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself, and please do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself, and please forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. If we're all not God's children, none of us are. 
be good to yourselves. Namaste. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait.